0: everybody and welcome back to Football in a Nutshell. Now, it's currently St. Stephen's Day as I'm recording this podcast. And uh, yeah, I've just come up with an idea of how I kind of want to end our 2019 and the first year of the football in a nutshell that I've started doing it. And that is by the teams of the decades are going to be over between now and New Year's. I'm going to be giving my Premier League team in the decade, my World team in the decade... And my prediction for what the team in the decade is going to be for the next decade. Uh all the players that I think will be most prominent throughout the next decade. And uh, yeah, today's on the agenda is the world team of the decade. Uh tomorrow well, when the next day, but it will be the Premier League one. Finishing it off with uh the future in the next decade. And uh yeah, so um Well, yeah, one more thing, actually, before I jump straight into it, is that um, today, as I'm recording this, I don't actually have my mic. My mic is dead, and uh, therefore the sound quality on this is probably going to be quite poor in comparison to other times I don't have the mic with me. Or maybe it'll be better or exactly the same. I'm not 100% sure, but that's just a quick disclaimer uh, before I get into anything else. So um, without further ado, I'm going to get into the goalkeeper for the team of the decade. Now, for me, there are three nominees for this. There's three people that you could say potentially having the best goalkeeper over the last decade, and everything else is wrong. Uh, just before I didn't the honourable mention outside of the top three is probably Iker Casillas, but he didn't do it for long enough within the decade, so I'm not putting him in. But anyways, the nominees are David De Gea, Manuel Neuer, and Gianluigi Buffon. Uh... First and foremost, I'm going to start with David De Gea. Easily, I know I can't, I probably shouldn't say that, but it's been the best goal in the Premier League over the last few years. He's a Premier League winner. He had, in my opinion, the best ever goalkeeping season in history uh, over the course of this decade in the Premier League under Jose Mourinho in the second season, I believe 2017 18. I believe his expected goals conceded was 15 more goals than he actually did. Single handedly got them into second. Uh he's also won the Europa League. He's got some European honors under his belt, being a quality goalkeeper. However, similarly to all three of them, he has recently declined. However, I think his decline is probably the least of any team. Not any team, sorry, anyone on this list. I think his decline over the last years has been much less than Gianluigi Buffon and also less than uh, Manuel Noir. Uh, next, actually, let's move on to Manuel Neuer. Manuel Neuer, he was nominated for in the top three for bound door this decade. He was in team of the year many years. For a long, long time, he was considered the best goalkeeper in the world. However, the last three years, to, well, kind of two years mostly twenty eighteen, well twenty seventeen, eighteen and eighteen nineteen and nineteen twenty. He's been horrendous. There's no way I can sugarcoat it um he's been in where if i look back to the world cup where it went wrong for uh germany uh he's one of the main reasons he wasn't good enough last year i believe he wasn't even a top 10 goalkeeper in the bundesliga based on statistics and he really has dropped off but i can't deny a world cup winner a treble winner a consistent winner in the bundesliga he's he's had a great decade and um yeah, no one can take that away from him. But uh, then the third player I want to talk about is Gianluigi Buffon. Now, Buffon has won countless with with um, with Juventus. Um, he also went over to Liga for a year and won a Liga title there. However, and he's been one of the best goalkeepers in the world throughout that. But he in the last few years, or well, kind of three years especially, he's been he's been what he is, he's a 40 year old man I believe now he's down to second choice at Juventus well he definitely should be, I mean he's 41 years old, coming up to 42 in January and uh, yeah, you you have to give him credit because uh, this is a man who came into the decade at the age of what 31 and uh, is in the running for being the best goalkeeper of the decade however, in my opinion he isn't And then it really comes down to one or two people. You can either put David De Gea in there. Or you can put. um, Either David De Gea. Or it's uh, Manuel Neuer. And uh, for me. I think based on the honours that he's won. Even though. Yeah I think based on the honours. He's won. Manuel Neuer has to. Just sneak in there. But uh, De Gea. A brilliant deck as well. I don't want to discredit him. And I think if. De Gea hadn't fallen off over the like last kind of two seasons, I think he'd be in it, but um he's fallen off less than Neuer but still kinda of fallen off. So um yeah, it's it's very, very close. But I think I have to just pip Manuel Neuer there. And uh it goes to, and it just shows you I was, I'm a Chelsea fan and uh the admiration I have for De Gea, so he's had a great decade also, but uh yeah, he doesn't get in there. Uh but, next up is going to be the right pack position, and in my opinion, there's one right answer here. well, so actually, no, there's not one right answer. There's two answers that you could potentially give: Danny Alves or um philip lamb now Danny Alves is thirty six years old now, and philip lamb, I believe is thirty eight so they both entered the decade at a reasonably late age and um yeah it has to be said that they've had burning decades between them first of all Danny alves um he's a treble winner this decade um in fact i'm not sure but uh, he is a two time treble winner within the decade um i think uh no he isn't, sorry, it was two thousand nine was the first treble he got so just outside, but he's almost a two time treble winner in the decade. Um he's been brilliant for club and country throughout. Uh been in the world eleven. Uh, I'm not sure how many times Daniel has been in the world eleven. It's been um, it's been countless times. I probably should have done more research on this. But I know he's been in the world eleven. Uh I think, my guess will be four times, I'm just looking up, it, I'm looking it up now, no, I can't find it, Um <laughs> anyways, he was the most valuable player in the world at one point, which I, I know that's true, but I'm not sure exactly when it was, because it should be messy, whenever it was, but it was sometime in this decade, Um, one more trophies than anyone else, also played very well at Juventus, people forget about uh, how good he was with them, and um, then PSG, also not terrible either. In my opinion, he's the best right-back in the decade. But I'll play devil's advocate. Philip Lamb, treble winner in the decade. World Cup winner in the decade. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. Danny Avers also has won honours with Brazil, I believe. He's won the Copa America this year. Um, fairly certain he was still on the team. And, uh, yeah, but Philip Lamb... I'm not going to put... I'm going to put in Danny Alves right-back, but I may shoehorn in Philip Lamb as a left-back, even though he plays right-back, because he's so versatile. Even though, like, you remember when he's playing centre-mid, could also... There's also an argument that he should go in there, but I'm going to put Danny Alves in a right-back. Philip Lamb may come back to later for another position. But centre-backs, first one, Sergio Ramos. Easiest position... Well, not the easiest, but one of the easiest positions... Uh, and this, Sergio Ramos has to be in there, captained Real Madrid to three Champions Leagues in a row. No, one, I don't think people really understand what an achievement that is. Three consecutive Champions League trophies. The captain and that scored crucial goals in Champions League finals. Let's not forget that. I remember the first one, La Decima, he was, his header was the one that got Real Madrid two extra time. He was that influential. And, um, yeah... Yes, a bit hot-headed, lots of red cards over the decade, but, I mean, there were times where, coming around cr- Christmas in La Liga, he was outscoring the likes of Gareth Bale and Neymar. Brilliant at both ends of the pitch. Also, won a World Cup with Spain, won a Euros with Spain. Actually, yeah, you won a Euro- World Cup and a Euros with Spain. Sorry, I thought for a second I thought he won two Euros, but no, the first one was in 2008. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. And, uh, yeah, La Liga trophies as well. World eleven, pretty much every year. Sergio Ramos has got to be in this team, but his partner is a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a discussion, shall we say. Vincent Company is a nominee for me. I think Vincent Company there's a strong argument made there, but the reason I'm not putting him in is injuries. I mean, he was the most. He was the captain of City for the best period of their career, but the injuries have been a big problem for him. Uh you could also put you could also make an argument for his partner Pepe. Pepe was he's been a great great player. Uh over this decade best player at the Euros in 2016 has won a Euros as well. You have to put take that into account. International trophies are very influential in me deciding this uh list and he has one one as uh, Pepe but um yeah, a very another player very like Ramos actually quite dirty uh, but um yeah, they were such a partnership, and I would be tempted to put them as the duo. Piquet, another one, Gerard Piquet. Um, he's had a great decade as well, won the same honour, has been a big part of that Barcelona side. However, I don't think I've ever rated him, This on the bottom, I don't think I've ever rated him as much as some other people. He's a very solid player, but I can't remember individual games where I've said that Gerard Piquet has won a match, which... I can um I'd say I can say for pretty much every other team every other player in this um in this team because uh, but um yeah for me Jared Piquet never he's a very consistent player but I wouldn't put him there and Diego Godin is the next one. And uh, not a lot of honors, just that one that solitary La Liga with Atletico but has been the best player and the best defence over the last decade. That. You cannot take discard that. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable achievement. And um, the last, no, the last three nominees. It is because it's the the original BBC, Barzagli, Benucci, and Chiellini, all can be in the running for this. But um, the second centre back for I want to go with as Sergio Ramos is the kind of uh, more attacking. I want a defensive. Even though he's good defensively, he's like he's also up and he's also gets up sometimes. So. um Thiago Silva, actually. Genie, mark. I almost forgot about Thiago Silva. I left him out of my top 100 uh, players in the world. I did that intentionally. But he's having a, he's still having a great season, and he's been so consistent. He's only getting better with age. Oh, there's three people I'm looking at for this. I've disregarded Pepe, even though, despite what I was saying earlier, oh, there's so many good options, and Sergio Ramos has to be in there. But I've disregarded Pepe. I'm torn between Cialini, who I've gone with from the BBC, because I think, yeah, for me, he's been the. Maybe, I'd probably say Barzagli overall was the best ever centre back from there, but over this decade, probably the best. Um, was, The other options that I've gone with are Diego Godin, and the last one that I'll be kind of looking into is uh, Thiago Silva. I think I'm going to leave out Thiago Silva. First, and foremost, because of the lack of. Oh, remember that twenty fourteen World Cup when he, him and Neymar gone. What happened to them? Um. Oh, Genie Mac. Well, who do I go with as the second centre back? Diego Dean. Do I go purely for honours and give it to Chiellini? But he's only really won a Champions League, has he? Oh, none of these players are Champions League winners or World Cup winners. Um. This is a big problem. <laughs> uh, which one am i am going to go with? Over this decade, Tiago yeah, Silva, so yeah, hmm. ultimately, I think the decision that I need to make is that the second-best centre-back over this decade and the partner for Sergio Ramos is going to be... Chiellini. Now I've gone with Chiellini. Um, I have to have an Italian defender in there, don't I? Ugh, this is the only reason I've gone with that possession. Oh, I, admit, I feel like I may have made the wrong decision there, but yeah, I don't know. I've got. I'm going with Chiellini now. Left back. Obvious answer is Marcelo. Everyone knows this. Um, but I don't know about Marcelo. He's a liability at times. He's been a liability at times throughout the decade. But he's gotten the World Eleven so many times. Ooh, Philip Lamb, the shoehorned in. This is where I'd be looking at, Philip Lamb. And would it be the wrong decision? Quite possibly. Do I kind of want to go with it anyways? Also quite possibly. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Philip Lamb. I'm not going to put Marcelo in there against my better judgment. But, yeah, I think, despite of everything, Philip Lamb, I just prefer Philip Lamb. I don't know what it is, but Philip Lamb's going in there. For whatever reason, you can decide it yourself. But now the midfield, midfield three, and first one, the most obvious one, Luka Modric has to get in there. I have, to, I know, I know my midfield three already. There's no point in me even going through the nominees and pretending like I'm having a decision made because I do. Luka Modric, Ballon d'Or winner, the creative hub for a uh, Real Madrid team that won three Champions Leagues in a row, player of the tournament at a World Cup in 2018. It's part of his team not winning it. Um, on top of this, yeah, on top of this, yeah, I just have the consistent brilliance in La Liga. Um, Real Madrid all round player as well as well as just a creator, the best player in that midfield, which was so successful. And yeah, for me, assuming how many times he been in the world eleven, like a hundred percent that Luka Modric has to get in the team. But, alongside him, in the whole new midfield, uh, or I'm going to have to go with Ingolo Kante. Yeah, it's a bit of Chelsea bias in there, po- quite possibly. But I have to put Ingolo Kante, Kante in there. Um, Back-to-back Premier League winner at both Leicester and then at Chelsea. PFA Player of the Year Award winner. A World Cup winner. A serial winner, the best... The best defensive midfielder, arguably, of all time. I mean, he could go down like that in the future. Just an engine, defense, uh, defensive powerhouse. And what I really like about Candy is the way he's added layers to his game since he's arrived at Chelsea. First season, he became a much better passer. Second season, became a much better dribbler and better in the transition. Third season, didn't really add anything too significant, but he was becoming a better finisher, a better goal scorer. I think over the last two years he has kind of done that. Now I think he's a five to six goal a season player, which as a man who does so much defensive work and does so much else, I think that's a, just a welcome addition to his game. I think he has to be in this team, in the best midfielder for a number of years now. And uh, yeah, I, well, maybe not in a number of years, but de- definitely at this stage he's the, he has to be classified as the best midfielder in the world. And, uh, yeah, uh, he gets into the team. But the last one, I think this is a sim- relatively simple decision as well. Andres Iniesta. I mean, Xavi, you could argue. Busquets. But, no, for me, I think Tony Cruz is another one. But I think Iniesta is just a straightforward enough uh, choice. World Cup winner. It started, at the very start of this decade, he did score a goal that um, won Spain the World Cup. Then he won the Euros two years later. Anyone he went in a treble later on. After that, countless La Liga trophies. I think um, there's no denying that Andres Iniesta has to be in this team. Uh, Tiki Taka football embodied the Barcelona philosophy. I always preferred him to Xavi, and uh, yeah, overall, I think Andres Iniesta in this team. I don't think many people would dispute that. I think that midfield is probably the easiest position, the easiest to pick in this team of any positions. The forwards, two of them, are easy. The last one, as you're about to find out, is very difficult. Just before I move on, another one I want to throw into the mix is Wesley Schneider. One of my favourite players of all time is Wesley Schneider. Um, With the Netherlands, I mean, in the first season of this decade, I think he was probably the best player in the world. That year, he probably deserved to uh, win the Ballon d'Or. I mean, four man-of-the-match displays for the Netherlands in the World Cup. In the World Cup... um, and then, as he brought them to the final as the captain, he also captained Inter to a treble that season. Wesley Schneider is a fantastic player. And I don't know, history is to footballers, some people it's very kind to, of, like Pablo Zabaleta. I've seen him in so many Premier League team of the decades. I just He was just an average fullback the entire way I through. I, I'm sorry. I mean, it's a bit of a spoiler for tomorrow, but he's not getting into my team any day of the week. And people like Wesley Schneider has gone, have just slipped completely off the map. I don't understand it. Wesley Schneider, you're not in the team, but you are going to get a bit of recognition off me. As I said, now when we move on to the forwards, and as I said, too easy position. Ronaldo Messi. Best two players of all time. They've been in their peak this decade. They have to get in. There's, there's no denying it. Um, the best two players of the decade. Best two players of all time. Simple. The only question is, where do you play them? Because both of them, most people would have said over the course of their career, left wing and right wing. However, both of them have played centrally on multiple occasions. And if we have them out wide, I think you'd probably want some more natural width. And does that bring into the question a player like an Aaron Robin, A Frank Ribéry. Oh, Robin over Ribéry for me, so I'd say, yeah, Ribéry's out of the questions right away. But still, I, does that bring one of them in? Or do you go with the Strikers? Because the Strikers, I have oh, I have a good few nominees here. Gareth Bale is another one, actually, for the wingers. Might put Gareth Bale in there. I mean, he broke the world record transfer. Scored the winning goal as Real Madrid won La Decima. I mean, did he win two Player of the Year's in the Premier League? Uh, phenomenal in Wales's run in the 2016 Euros. Probably the main reason a country like Wales got to the semi-final. He's been a phenomenal player over the decade. Does he go in? But let's I'll, let's talk a bit about the best strikers first. First one, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is a has been a phenomenal striker over the decade. He's a treble winner. He's, a Champions League winner. He was won a um, he's won a Copa America with um, he's won a Copa America with Uruguay over this decade. So his international trophies to back it up. I mean. There's been seasons where I've thought he's been the best player in the world. Uh, Probably had the best individual season. Maybe you could say he's had one of the best individual attacking seasons in the Premier League ever when he scored just 31 goals in 33 games with Liverpool. So even though Mohamed Salah has since beaten that record, he did it in more games. And uh, almost won a Premier League there. He's won a league on a few occasions. He also topped the goal-scoring ...charts in La Liga... ...as well as the assist charts... ...in a single season... Uh ...in that season they won the league as well... ...kind of carried them through the league... ...I think Messi was injured for a part of it... ...and... ...yeah... ...overall Luis Suarez is a phenomenal striker... ...but also Sergio Aguero... ...oh Sergio Aguero... ...I mean he's been in... ...he's had injury troubles every single season... ...at City... And he scores 20 goals every season... ...I mean... Uh, the on but the reason I think Aguero does not get into this although it is close he, he I mean he was the main striker and team that scored a hundred goals but he's never had a thirty goal season which the other strikers that I'm gonna mention have and uh in in the league and uh no Champions League slash no um international international uh, trophies so I don't think I can put Aguero in to the to the world of the team of the decade. Uh but the other one I'm thinking about is Robert Lewandowski. Uh, Robert Lewandowski, serial gold scorer. Yet kinda suffers the same fate as kinda suffers the same fate as uh, Aguero in the way that he's never won anything with Poland, although you could say it's an achievement even to do what he's done with Poland, and um, on top of that, uh, he's only ever won the Bundesliga, he's not won the Champions League, uh, yeah, anyways, I boiled it down, I'm going to do one of two things, I'm either going to, uh, one or two players are getting in here, it's either going to be Gareth Bale, or it's going to be Luis Suarez, those are two, that I've just settled on, and, whew, this is tough, uh, Gareth Bale obviously he'd get on the right wing, so Messi would be playing in his false nine role. Uh, if he were to come in, and Luis Suarez just would slot him easily at striker. Um, but do you want to honor Messi's false nine? Ah, uh, oh, this is tough. This is very, very tough. Oh, it's a flippo coin, isn't it? Really, between the two. But I would say that. I'd have to put in Luis Suarez because at no point over the last decade has Gareth Bale, in my opinion anyways, I've said that he's been the best player in the world, which I have done with Suarez over in that 2015-16 campaign. And no season has Gareth Bale been the best in the world. Suarez has had a season like that. And therefore he gets it in just ahead of him. So I'll do the bench quickly because... It's just people have mentioned already. Goalkeeper De Gea. Uh, I'll just go two defenders, two midfielders, two attackers, one night to make up the seven. First defender, two defenders, Godin and Thiago Silva. Oh, do I put Marcelo in there, actually? Would I put Marcelo in there instead of Diego Godin? Instead of one of the two. Uh, no, I can't decide between them, so I'm going to go with them. <laughs> um, Wesley Snyder. I'm putting him in. I don't care. I'm chucking them in the team anyways. Uh, uh, the other midfielder I'm going to go with is... I'd say probably the best midfielder over the last decade. Mm. Mm. It's a tough one, actually. I was hoping to fly through this, but now I'm trying to think who's the second midfielder. I don't know. Who did I mention earlier? Yeah, I can't think. Maybe Sergio Busquets. I don't think I want to go 3 really re-defensive players. I mean, so I'm going to go with a more fun pick, shall we say. Um, you Vidal, actually. He's the man that I forgot to mention. He's had a great decade as well. cross with Juve, with Bayern and with Barcelona. He's been very good. Um. Yeah, ultimately, I've decided it's between one or two people. The first is Xavi. And um, the other one is... Probably gonna be blue Skets, but I think Javi's probably the one I'll go with. Yeah, Javi in this team. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, Javi will be Javi and Wesley Schneider as the midfielders on the bench. So who'd I have? Godine I'd Thiago Silva. i uh, yeah, I have it. Bale is the first forward. Well, it's just pretty obvious based on the way I was debating putting him in the team. Putting him in the team. And the out-and-out number nine off the bench is going to be Robert Lewandowski. So, um, yeah, that's going to be it for me. That's the team. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, be sure to come back when I'm going to do the next part, which will hopefully be my um, Premier League team of the decade. And it'll all be wrapped off with that last one. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye.